Hello and welcome to another Society 9 podcast. This is Megan here. Lynn is currently in New York getting her butt kicked by a bunch of different gyms and trainers on her own gym tour. Uh, for those of you that do not know, uh, Society 9 is the brand for the fight within every woman and we make the best boxing and MMA gear and apparel for women by women. Uh, today we are joined by Lindsay Cope. You're down in LA and you're doing lots of cool things and I'm going to let you take it away and introduce yourself and tell everybody what you're up to. Well, hello, everybody. Um, I'm Lindsay. I am an amateur boxer and just a girl from the Pacific Northwest that's relocated to Los Angeles. Um, I've been boxing for about seven years, and I've recently joined officially, officially the wildcard amateur team. Um, and I'm preparing right now for the Golden Gloves that are going to be held down here in L.A. in March. Um, I believe weigh-ins are March 18th. Not that I'm, you know, counting. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and um, I'm an athlete, a marathoner, and, um, and just a girl. I'm a girl's girl, I like to think, anyway. So I think... I think- I think every girl is a girl's girl in some way. <laughs> I hope so. You know, I've come so. across a couple that I'm not totally sure, but I think down deep down inside there is, there should always be a little bit of a girl's girl. I'd like to think. <laughs> so that's awesome. So I actually I just found out that you're from the Pacific Northwest. So you're you're a home girl. That, I that's know. really cool. I so know. tell me about your journey because I saw somewhere as well that you went to school in Hawaii. So that's quite the roundabout adventure. I know, I've kind of, uh, I'm an only child, and I've got to say that I have a very strong mother who um, always really encouraged me to just, you know, branch out, and Mm -hmm. if it makes you feel weird, makes you feel uncomfortable, to just go for it. Mm -hmm. So when I was 18, after I graduated high school, I moved to Hawaii to pursue, I was actually going to school for um, forensic psychology. Okay. So I I was at Chaminade University in Honolulu. And um, I was there for about four years. Um, I didn't end up getting my full degree. I had a Mm -hmm. trauma happen. A really good friend of mine passed away, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of rattled my my cage a little bit. And so I, you know, kind of withdrew from school and was trying to Mm -hmm. re-find myself, you know, in this little rock in the Pacific Ocean. And... um, and then for some, you know, I got led to LA. It was one of my girlfriends who hasn't always been known for her, you know, follow through. And mm-hmm. she had said that she was going to be moving. And she was a girl I went to high school with. She said she was going to move to LA. And she asked if I'd be a roommate. And I basically just said, okay, if you do it, I'll go. You know, oh if goodness. you get the place, I'll, I'll show up <laughs> thinking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another, you know, pipe dream here. And um, she did and and we did and and I've been here for 10 years now. And that's awesome. Um, I ended up finishing and I actually did get my associates and I, I went back to school. I kind of wrapped up, put a little bow on that for mm-hmm. even though I don't. I'd like to think I use the psychology part for sure. Um, but yeah, and now I'm a Pilates instructor. I, I train clients. Um, I work with Lululemon. I'm an ambassador for them. And um, I try to, you know, really stay in the community. And about seven years ago is when I just wanted to get into fitness boxing. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think that I was going to be um, 
I didn't think I was going to drink the Kool-Aid like I have. You know, it started yeah. out <laughs> as uh, I started out with, a, you know, once uh, every two weeks. And then mm -hmm. I went once a week. And then I was there every other day. And then I was there every day. And then my coach was kind of saying, hey, listen, maybe you should take a day off every once in a while. And, um, and that's where it began. I just really got into it. I love, you know, I'm a, I'm a thinker. And with boxing, mm -hmm. you can't, can't be in your head too much. You have to be yeah. in there a little bit, but you got to get out of there. You know, you got to have short-term memory loss, good or bad. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it began for me. And here I am. <laughs> that's so, so cool. That's yeah. awesome. So was it, was it just kind of you one day were like, oh, hey, you walked by a boxing gym and you're like, I think I'll give that a crack. Or was it a friend that said, hey, you should join me. I'm, I'm doing um, this thing. I, it was kind of a hybrid of both, really. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. It was one of those things where my dad was a diehard boxing fan. Oh, okay. And, um, but part of me, I think for a greater part of my life, was almost resentful to boxing because mm -hmm. of that. Where I was okay. like, I just want to watch My Little Ponies. Like, I don't yep. watch boxing. And yep. now looking back, I think that was actually where the seed was semi-planted, you mm -hmm. know, the curiosity anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, and then basically I I just kept seeing it everywhere. You know when something mm -hmm. is kind of catches your eye and then you don't stop seeing it? Um, that was boxing. I started seeing it in advertising. I was, mm. you know, I'd open a magazine and there'd be gloves. You know, it was just one of those things that was speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And then I, I mentioned that to a coworker of mine and she said, Hey, you know, I train with this great trainer and it's actually like a really legit boxing gym in Hollywood. You should come with me and check it out. And I went in with her that morning and it happened to be wild card, which is so crazy. the best boxing gym. Yeah. In the you world. stumbled into the best boxing gym. In the <laughs> I mean, I met Freddie Roach the first day that I walked oh, into the that's gym. That's so wild. <laughs> you know, he gave me a t-shirt I remember. And, and it was the fighting Irish, you know, green wild card shirt. And I still have yeah. it, but I, and that was kind of like, I mean, it was like walking into a bar in the middle of the day, you know, you had yeah. mm -hmm. just characters everywhere yeah. and it made me feel as a teacher because I was a Pilates instructor still mm -hmm. you know then it really made me remember what it was like to be so new at something and uncomfortable yes. mm -hmm. you know where as a as a teacher you forget sometimes I think that that first step of just walking in the door is sometimes the hardest thing because you know oh, you're yeah. not going to maybe be good you really have to check your ego and um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it started, and I just got really, I wanted to get, feel comfortable and get confident mm -hmm. and be good. I don't think I knew at the time I wanted to compete. I think I just knew I wanted to, get I wanted to know how to use my hands. I, mm -hmm. I wanted to rattle this um, stigma of hit like a girl, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because, yeah, I do hit like a girl. I'll let you feel it one of these days. You know, it's yeah, like, right. <laughs> I don't love that, that, you know, do a girl push up. What does that mean? Do a hit oh, like a man. girl. What does yeah. that mean? You Have know? you seen that commercial with the little girls where they, uh, that commercial like gets me every time where they have these little girls get in front of the camera and they say, yes. okay, run, run like a girl. And the girls like, you know, they run with their hands flailing and they say, okay, yep. throw like a girl. And, and then they say, why do you do that? And you can see this like, all of a sudden, little girls kind of like, oh gosh, why do I do that? <laughs> yeah, because we're programmed to think that. I mean, when I spar with guys, 
It's so much easier than sparring with girls. Girls are ruthless. They're brutal. I mean, it's a whole other. We have, I mean, we are built for labor. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We are, yeah. we have a whole other compartment of storage of passion <laughs> and emotion than, than anyone else, you know? We are and, legit um, superhumans because we make seriously. people. <laughs> I mean, and, and at the same time, and I think that we're also, you know, convinced and, and told and taught that, that emotion can be weak. And, um, mm. I mean, I sparred yesterday and I was just a ball of nerves when I went yeah. in and, mm. and I was really authentic and honest with my coach, with myself, with my sparring partners that I felt sick. I mean, mm -hmm. I felt my cage was rattled before I even got out of the car to get into yeah. the gym. And, um, and I just owned it. I owned that that's my fight and flight response. Like that's your mm -hmm. adrenaline that should be there that, mm -hmm. you know, you're going toe to toe with somebody who you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. It's natural. It's normal. I mean, I got done and I cried. I had a mm -hmm. great sparring. It wasn't that I didn't do well. It's that it stripped me of that extra, you know, shield and protection and that extra layer of kind of concrete that we put on ourselves. And I, it was just a great realization for me that that wasn't because I was being weak. It's because I was mm. owning my power. Yeah. You Gosh, know? That, that sent chills. Lindsay, <laughs> well, because you, you're a fighter. You know what it's like. <laughs> you know what that if, – if, you know, and I think that we're often told that we're supposed to put that feeling somewhere. And um, and I don't think so. I think that I think that crying or, or you know, having passion and emotion is – is just the extra that we got as women. It's it's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually talking to a a woman up in Seattle and she's actually someone I have fought in the past and she's trying to get build community for women in Muay Thai and so I was talking to her about that and we had an entire conversation exactly about this how um, a lot of a lot of male trainers and male teammates don't know what to do when we start crying. <laughs> yeah. But, like, get um, your composure. I've heard yeah. that time, so start many times. Up. Keep your composure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, and you it's, know who's actually scarier is an upset girl. <laughs> like, you don't you, know if you're we, crying because you're angry or happy or exactly. sad. <laughs> Losing your marbles, you know, yeah, PMSing, all of it, you know. And, and it's funny, we, as the girl, and I, I find that the more authentic and open we are as a, as a female community, that stigma is getting shaken. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. my rawness yesterday, really, there was, every girl I talked, I had so many girls meet me in the locker room afterward and go, oh my God, thank you for saying that because I have been mm -hmm. feeling that. Or, you know, I, I didn't want to spar because I keep getting that feeling. And mm -hmm. instead of being, ashamed of it it's i'd rather own it and learn how to get comfortable with it i don't want it to yeah. go away i just want to find the comfort in being uncomfortable mm -hmm. yeah you know? i um i did a public speaking thing uh, a couple of months ago and i actually started the the speech with i cry a lot and yeah. i'm okay with it so <laughs> just be prepared <laughs> yeah. like i'm a bottom it? lip quiver like you, I, that's just you're going to see that. That's just yeah. who I am as a human. You know that that bottom lip I can't control it. it has a mind of its yeah. own. For me, it's the eyes. It's just automatically like if I get excited. If anyone tells me anything that I'm like super just stoked for them, it could be 
that they did like uh, I used to be a personal trainer so I and I'm definitely an empath so the minute someone tells me like I'm starting a new workout regimen or I'm rededicating myself to to this or that or I used to love to do I I immediately like I my eyes are going to well up because I'm just so like emotionally stoked for them and so the same thing goes into my training if I'm having a really great session I just get like super emotional about it but if I'm having a really bad session I get super emotional about it totally 100% (laughs) and that's what I actually had a Zach Woolman who is a he's a pro fighter and he goes by Kid Yamaka is his fighting name. And um, <laughs> yeah, I know he's so funny. But yesterday he saw, I mean, because I kind of just slunk away back into the locker room right. after, after my session. And, you know, you, the slow unwrapping your hands, the slow right. taking your shoes off, you know, just because you need to kind of let your head hang for a couple extra seconds. Right. And um, he really, he saw me and he, you know, especially in a, that gym particularly, um, the girls locker room is kind of a sacred space. You know, I find that Mm -hmm. because it's basically a utility closet, it's basically, it's like a bunch of bleach and like brooms and things they don't know what to do with a weird scale and like a bench for the girls. Which could be a symbol for, for no no kidding. Right. I mean, it's, it's all of it, but he came in and he just looked at me and he said, listen, I've got 13 fights and I get like this every time. Every yeah. time. Now I know that my palms sweating means I'm just getting ready for war instead mm-hmm. of being afraid of that feeling. But he just said, and it's what you're saying right now about, you know, that you get, you get stoked when you have a good, you know, you can feel it when you have a good workout. You can feel it when you have a bad workout. And he just looked at me and he's like, you need to have short-term memory loss. Yeah. In this yeah. sport, you need good or bad. You need to be able to forget it all. <laughs> like yeah, you can't definitely. get hung up on having a great day. And you can't get hung up on having a bad day because the next yeah. you just gotta come back the next day. Yeah, I will never forget. This, it's funny. This isn't. Um, this is a rowing story because I was an elite rower at one at one one point in my life. And I, I love remember, all the hats that you've worn too. It's amazing. It's it's. I forget until I start telling people. So it's incredible. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I, I will never forget. I was in college and I had a bad training session and I was on the the rowing machine and I was just like so angry. And, and I remember one of my teammates being like, why are you so mad about this? And I said, because I have to go to the Olympics and I'm never going to make to the Olympics if I'm pulling this badly. And I remember saying, Megan, you're 18 years old, like (laughs) calm down. And that's when I kind of realized like, gosh, you can't get tied to one training session. It's the accumulation of the journey. And it's, and that is what you take into the ring. Now as a fighter, I understand that. And it's yeah. definitely, you can't, yeah, you can't beat yourself up well, about a bad training session. Well, like having goals, I feel like. Yeah. You know, even like what you're talking about, the Olympics, and even just with the golden gloves for myself, I mean, that same tr- fighter, Zach, texted me yesterday and said, don't think about the golden gloves. Think about who's yeah. standing in front of you. Right. And it's so true. I mean, it's it's any athlete that's ever been trying to win the state championship, trying to win the districts, trying to whatever, you know, right. whatever it is. Any good coach is going to tell you not to focus on the Super Bowl because you won't right. make it to the Super Bowl if you can't get through right. the playoffs. Right. You know, and it's it's really true. And I, I you forget that because when you're goal driven, you're like, no, but I got I got things to do. I've got yeah. stuff. I've got things I want to accomplish. But you know, you got to put one foot in front of the other first. And Definitely. 
you know, I hear myself saying it all out loud, but you know, it's tough when you're in the, in the moment sometimes when you're, especially when you're putting your blood, sweat and tears into something. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> I mean, I definitely think that being present is something that Absolutely. people say a lot and I think it does get overused, but I think that's because it's something that we all know is super important, but it's a struggle for, I think a lot of athletes cause we are typically very goal driven people. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you're like, yes, be in the present, be in the present, but you're literally having to remind yourself in the present to be in the present. <laughs> well, it, yeah. Like don't think, but you're thinking about not thinking. Like right. it's, yeah. you know, um, you know, get in your body. Well, I have to go through my brain first. It's, it's a really right. tricky relax. Well, you know, if I have to tell myself to relax, I'm probably not really relaxed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all the things breathe. I, well, if I have to tell yeah. myself to breathe, I know I'm not breathing. I, one of my coaches just said to me the other day, she was like, I've never have successfully told an athlete to relax. <laughs> well, yeah, no yeah. kidding. And it, well, it's like, I mean, any man will tell you what's the reaction from a woman. If you tell her to relax or chill, we, what's going it. on? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean like most women really love that. Like, yeah. yeah. I always tell any guy I'm dating or anything like that, like the pretty bitch. It's like, you never really want to tell me to calm down because that kind of yeah. has the reverse effect. 100%. Like, yeah. <laughs> just Absolutely. let me work it out. I'll work it out on my own. But tell me to chill or calm down. It kind of raises the hairs on the back of my neck. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> so, so. so I I know you're preparing for Golden Gloves. Tell me a little more about that. I was actually hoping to prepare for Golden Gloves myself, but I in actually injured my hand in my last fight camp, and it took longer to heal than I expected it to. So that's uh, a bummer. Um, that is a bummer. But good yeah. for you for respecting your body because lots of people don't, and then they have permanent, permanent damage. That, yeah, and that was kind of the conversation that I was having with myself on a daily basis, you know, as I, I really wanted to hit pads, but, like, did I really need to? Um, yeah. So, so unfortunately, I'm not, because I remember you and I talking about that briefly yeah. a while ago. So I'm stoked to hear about you, and I don't want you to get in your head, but I would love <laughs> to know kind of what that is like, because it's a big deal to say, like, this that you respect your, your ability and your prepared to go on this journey and I'm stoked to hear about it. I, yeah, I'm really, um, it's, it's been an interesting, you know, I did, I did the blue and gold tournament about three and a half years ago and, mm -hmm. um, my ex fiance was actually my trainer. And since okay. then, obviously a lot of things have shifted. So mm -hmm. I'm finding that on an emotional level, this journey is, it's been jarring, healing, exposing, um, so many different levels for me on more mm -hmm. than just a physical level. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I mean, right now it's, I'm really, my goal is to do well, but to mm -hmm. have fun with it. Um, yeah. My ex was a pro. And so the training style in which I kind of put myself through because I admired how he trained so well, mm -hmm. um, I kind of overdid it. I, yeah. I, yeah. I overtrained. I, got too anxious, which I think is some of what I'm breaking down this training camp is That's awesome. old anxieties and old things that I stuffed way down because I didn't ever want to say it out loud to anyone, mm -hmm. how scared mm -hmm. I really was or how nervous I really was or unsure. And now I'm being much more honest with myself um, and just, and appreciating it. It's 
perfectly natural to feel that way. You are going to get hit in the face no matter what. I mean, you, you say you're yeah. not, and the goal is to not get hit, but you, you know, what it's is it? Tyson said that everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, like and, mm-hmm. and it's true. But, um, for me, this camp is really about, I'm surrounding myself with great people. Um, I'm speaking out more about my experiences. Awesome. I've also been, I've been journaling after mm-hmm. every workout after like good, bad or indifferent, mm-hmm. you know, today, you know, and I, I like this morning I had a strength training session at six and then I hit the pads at 1130. So mm-hmm. my, you know, and it's Friday, I've been doing double workouts every day, pretty much for the past two weeks. And then before that was just single day every day, you know, mm-hmm. I was tired. So yeah. I was really just honest with myself about when I came home, I wrote down like, I felt fatigued. So yeah. I worked on technique and I worked on my footwork. I worked on mm-hmm. being more, not hitting hard, not needing to kill the pads because that's not really where I was at today. It was more about, okay, what are the little things like that I need? I know I, I need to pay attention to the detail mm-hmm. work. You know, mm-hmm. the first layer of paint is down. Let's get the small brush out. And so this training, I've really been. It's. It, I feel like I'm working with friends. I feel mm-hmm. like I have. That's awesome. A community that is really got my back, you know. And I've been working with this the head coach for the um, amateur team out of Wildcard. Mm-hmm. His name is Superman. Legally changes That's name a good to Superman. Person. That That's is a literally good person to have name. on your team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. And he like is just. I sparred on Monday, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm doing my little, you know, and you find a corner and you do your mm-hmm. sit-ups and all your stuff afterward or whatever. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he came down and just knelt next to me and said, I'm so impressed with you and I'm proud of you. Whatever happens, don't stop. And That's it just, awesome. I feel like I found the clutch people that mm-hmm. are looking out for me and, yeah. um, and not just for their best interest, but for mine. So it's... I don't feel like the fatigue I felt today. I didn't feel dead tired. I just yeah. felt like I did the work, but mm-hmm. my emotional and my headspace is just, I feel like I'm in good hands. That's so awesome. it's, it's made this training. It has it as hard as it's been. It's mm-hmm. so much easier. You know, it's really cool. It, yeah. It's like finding your, the parking spot the first five minutes when you show up, you know, it's just like, ah, you know? yeah, that's, that's really what it feels like. Well, and that's, I mean, not only is that a super powerful position for any athlete to be in, but again, I was talking to my friend in Seattle and that is a, that's a tough place to find as a, as a woman in combat sports. I think absolutely. Um, it's changing. Um, but I always tell people like when Dion and I moved to Portland, I went to multiple gyms, mm-hmm. um, before we found a gym and, and I, I don't know if this is sneaky or not, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them that I had experience because I wanted to see how they would treat me. And no, that's, that's absolutely, you have to, it's really crazy, but you do. And it was so eye opening to not only me, but, um, also to my husband, actually, like we've had a lot of conversations about, it's just so interesting how I obviously don't have a conventional body for a, a female fighter, uh, per se. But what does so that mean? And that's the other yeah, thing you need to change. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. 
Absolutely. I mean, I'm obviously all for that. But we were just talking it, about this yesterday. You, I'm never yeah. gonna look shredded the way that the guys do when I they wish, cut and they get yeah. ready. It's just not. I, I'm a female. I have my period. You know, I can retain ten pounds of water overnight. Like, it's impressive and concerning at the same time. Yes, always. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's not going to be the same, and it shouldn't be yeah. categorized the same. I don't think. Right, and but it, you know it. It is kind of, it is what it is. So yeah. I have to say, it's. it always like makes me, my heart really happy when I hear women who say, I feel like I found my place. And because I feel like I finally found that place, so I know how good that feels. When it you- really makes a difference. And you do know as a girl, it. Um, I mean, and you're married, so it also makes things a little bit different. But I mean, I finally have found coaches that are not trying to prove a point right. um, to someone else. Like right. you said, there's all, how many times have you gone in and you said you had experienced and the first day of training, they want to f- make you throw up. They want to kill you just to prove a point. And it's like, I need to build trust with you. I don't yeah. need you to, to see if I, you know, can throw can in a punch it. combination. Right. Like, you know, and, and also I don't need you texting me at 10 o'clock at night. I don't yep. need you, you know being inappropriate. I don't need you to stand behind me to help me throw punches. Like there's been, there's all those other things that finding a great boxing coach is like having finding a, or any combative sport Mm -hmm. is like finding a good mechanic. I need you to not rip me off and I need you to not sexually harass me. And I need you to just do your job and be honest and be honest. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. care about Mm -hmm. what you're doing. And so I completely, I have done the same thing. I've gone pretty much to every gym in the Los Angeles area. And now actually I I basically did what Lynn is doing. Um, Mm -hmm. Back in December, I was in New York and I was doing the, the, the the tour, the, Mm -hmm. the boxing gym tour. And, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's the same thing of, it's really nice when you find men that respect women in the boxing world or in the fitness world. Because also there's, there's some of those old school coaches that won't train women. Yes. They don't want to see girls hitting each other. Yeah. Yeah, we get that. I mean, that happens a lot. And um, it always surprises me when I hear stories about that. I, I've, I'm pretty lucky where I am now, but I know it does exist. Um, that's not something I've experienced. I have been not allowed on fight teams before. Yeah. But I've never been told explicitly it's because I was a girl or it's because I was a plus size athlete. So I don't know, but wow. I do know that that exists. So my very first um, coach, uh, I actually, which is fine because he, as a competitive athlete, he was more mm-hmm. of a like fitness trainer. But he, um, mm-hmm. he, uh, my first coach wouldn't train girl. He didn't want to. So, he his resistance to me progressing was very clear that he did not support me putting on the headgear and mouthpiece. Yeah. Which gosh, well, yeah, interest it's just really interesting, yeah. you know. Well, I'm glad you're not there anymore. Girl. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, I respect <laughs> him. I you know, I still yeah. admire him as a person. I don't agree. Um, mm-hmm. but that's that's our everybody's got their entitled to their own opinion and prerogative. And I moved on. Right. And tr- truthfully, it was all for the, the best. He he wouldn't have gotten me to where I wanted to go anyway to be really honest. Right. So, well, and I, I, I also definitely think that there's something to be said, you know, 
it's funny again when I was a rower I used to be like everyone needs to be like me and be hardcore yeah. and like live eat breathe but now as I've gotten older it's like well why like just because I'm crazy yes. doesn't mean or I else. care this much right or that I'm happy eating half a cup of brown rice and steamed salmon and broccoli for two months of my life mm-hmm. doesn't mean that everyone else should have to do that as well it's just um it goes back to I think the movement towards women uplifting other women um you know I'm just stoked when I see anyone whether it's a boxing fitness class or they are getting into the ring for the first time Absolutely. I think any any woman who's doing that because I think just any combat sports is a super powerful thing to do for yourself whether it is a a fitness class or not. So when I think that I'm, the tricky thing is to not correlate it to anger and right. um, violence. Yes, it's not. Yeah. It is a violent mm-hmm. sport, but it's not a bar fight. I mean, the mental right. toughness it takes to get in the ring or to just even push yourself on the bag or the mitts. I mean, I put it up there with, you know, it's like being in the middle of the ocean. You either are going to swim mm-hmm. or you're going to sink. You have a choice, right? You know, and and it and it's what comes out of you. You know, it's also interesting to be in a sport that offense and defense are happening at the same time, right? You know, it's it's a one person show, but you need a team. It's it's yeah, very it's it's a it's a weird, but magical um, place. I think personally, obviously, or I wouldn't mean, do I agree. it. <laughs> Yeah, we would we would probably wouldn't be talking exactly. <laughs> so, uh, that's really the one one other thing I really wanted to talk to you about today. Um, Lynn told me a little bit, and I I haven't had a chance to ask you about this, but I you are getting involved with the Ruby Project this year. Is that correct? Yes, I am. I, um, I would love to know more about. Yeah, this. I actually last year was um, brought in with um, a really good friend of mine, Ashley Garassi, who's also a fighter, mm-hmm. and I've known her from wild card and um she just had her first um amateur fight at the um, haymakers yes exactly yeah at haymakers for hope so you know she's she's in the girl group now for sure mm-hmm. but i assisted her on the project this last summer and that's awesome it's basically it's a non-profit youth organization mm-hmm. um that reaches, I think it's the, the age demographic is like 12 years old to 20 years old. And it's basically, mm-hmm. um, girls that have, you know, experienced any kind of abuse, um, whether it be physical, sexual, emotional, any kind of trauma. And mm-hmm. they basically set up these retreats to help re- kind of rebuild self-esteem, you know, body image issues, you know, anything like that. And they, they conduct it with, you know, they have basic, they bring in mental health professionals and they do kind of an emotional side of the retreat and then they do self-defense. Mm-hmm. And what I mm-hmm. found really interesting when I helped Ashley last year and I've, um, the, the woman, her name is, um, Peace Amadi is who mm-hmm. I've been in contact with and who I'm going to be helping this summer. And, and I, Society 9 is going to be helping too. I got the email all set up. Um, and you guys already are, even just with this. But, um, basically it was just, it was a really, you know, interesting experience seeing these girls and have these, I mean, we're talking, some of them have been dealt with trafficking. I mean, sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. There's a multitude of levels, but the, 
happiness and the the heartfelt feelings coming from these girls when you walked into the room was Mm -hmm. unbelievable. But I found it to be really interesting. Some of them were so eager to learn the self-defense stuff, so eager to put the gloves on, to hit the mitts, to to hit the body. You know, we got the the bob, the the like self-defense body where you can poke them in the eye and and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And some of them were really amped about letting that out. And then the others were so anti. Um, mm-hmm any kind of physical contact of that nature because it was so reminiscent of violence and anger like we were talking about earlier. And once in that environment, you know, you have the girls who are stoked and excited and releasing and liberated and getting that empowerment. And it just was Mm -hmm. feeding onto the girls that maybe were nervous or scared or tentative Mm -hmm. or unsure. The way that they brought each other up it was the most remarkable thing to watch. I mean, the girls that didn't want to hit the pads were the ones that by the mm-hmm. end of the hour and a half that were smiling ear to ear, were throwing eight punch combinations, were wanting more, yeah. were doing, you know, come, you know, was zipping through the line faster. And it, and it just showed me, I mean, anything that you think is broken can be mended or rebuilt or repaired or detoured or you can, jump over it or step around it and it just really it just showed me that this is so much women in combative sports is so much more than girls just mm-hmm. hitting girls we 100% as a community need this for each other for every guy that said you couldn't do it every you know I don't know about you guys but back in the presidential uh, the national president's thing that you had to do where, you know, you have to, be, oh, yeah. to be a girl in the fourth grade, you have to be able to do two pull-ups, you know, and, and the embarrassment and the mortification that would go when you would do in front of your whole PE class or what chubby you know, little horrifying, right? And how you <laughs> yeah, were like the mile run. Yeah. And what was it if you didn't do it? Am I not a fourth grade girl? Am I not eight and a girl just yeah. cause I can't do a pull-up? I don't know what this means. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, it's just it's it's basically shaking all of those stigmas and labels and and so for the Ruby project I find it to be the exact same thing some of these girls that have gone through some of the most horrific experiences are also turning that and putting that as fuel in their tank you have the yeah. option to douse yourself in it or you have the option to put it in your tank and I, this right. this program is is teaching the girls how to use it for themselves mm-hmm. and and by them doing that they're breeding it for each other where it's you know it's infectious you know and that's mm-hmm. watching these girls in this room shift from that timid first like I don't want to I don't I'm not sure I don't I don't feel comfortable to just being so stoked and excited and lit up by the end of it you know, what was once their poison is now their potion. And it just, yeah, it's so powerful. I mean, talk about emotional, I'm going to start crying just thinking about it. Um, So I just, it's a program that, you know, where easily these girls could keep living this loop, but they get Mm -hmm. this outlet and this retreat that stays with them. I mean, all the girls I met, friends with them on Facebook or, you know, Instagram, they felt, you know, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I write messages with them back and forth. They write messages to me. It's, 
it's not a one and done. It's a community. And I think once you sweat together like that, it's a community, you know, you're a part of the family. I definitely, it's funny, a a conversation I had earlier today, we were talking about the same thing. There's, there's something that is so unique in the bond you make with other women that you find in this community, Mm -hmm. even if it is in something that it's like their first time ever doing it. And I think there's something to be said about women rediscovering or uncovering their own power. And, and it's crazy how, you know, I feel, I feel like myself and I I know my husband once got told how violent it is for women to fight and violence, violence, but there's, especially for women, there's something about being the one that's learning how to do it properly and, and having fun doing it. And it, it, it's such a powerful thing. And I don't know, my friend and I were trying to talk about like, why is that? Like, what is it? Because every female fighter I've ever met, we all know exactly what it is, but we can't put our finger on what that little magic is, but we see it in young girls like that when it's their first time ever hitting pads Yeah, and you see their eyes like light up and there's almost this like, it's like a veil that's lifted and they start to see themselves the way that they, the rest of the world should see them. Um, when I do think that there's this other little coin that gets in your back pocket and you know, it's funny cause Zach, the pro I was talking to yesterday, he said this and Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it really resonated with me because it's very true, especially when you're dealing with younger kids and things like that. Nobody learns how to fight because they want to hurt someone else. Usually they learn how to fight because they want to defend themselves. Right. And, um, I just, that's really sad with me because I think that also for myself as a woman, you know, I, and this is a a tricky, a tricky place. And I think it's a tricky place for, for female fighters of, yeah, I can defend myself. You know, I, I have this thing in my back pocket of, you know, if you know, I'm walking the dog late at night and somebody's harassing me. I do know that I'm going to be more work than you probably realize, sir. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some trouble. But it also goes with, I, I get often, you know, I, I have a, a, a taser that I have with me. Mm-hmm. And because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm also not stupid. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm 5'2 and 120 pounds. I have a mean right hand, yes, but a 300-pound man wants to throw me in the backseat of a 15-passenger van, I'm not going to, I'll be able to put up a little bit of a fight, but that doesn't mean anything. It does, it's this tricky thing of being able to defend yourself, but also the wherewithal and the know-how to not put Mm -hmm. yourself in danger. You know, I think that there's this thing of like, you are, you have now this new sense of awareness of your surroundings and of others and what they're capable of what you know and I don't mean that to think that the world's out to get you it's back to being present it's back to yeah you know how about I don't put myself in this situation to check and see if I can defend myself I know I can I'll put up a fight but how about I you know walk the well-lit area (laughs) instead of the dark you know it's uh, my husband and I were talking about that uh, today. I guess he had watched some video of this couple that got assaulted, and and he was saying like, "God save the person that would ever 
think that we're an easy target. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, but I also, and him and I got into a conversation and it's funny because when I was in college, I would have had no idea how to defend myself. And the older I've gotten and the more I've become aware of how to defend myself, the less I ever want to have to defend exactly. myself. So I do. It's funny. I, I, haven't been running in the morning by myself. And when I was like 20, I would have been like, ah, screw it. I'm going to go for my run. I'm so cool yeah. and tough. And, and now it's like, you know what? Like, it's not worth I'll it. just run before training later today. <laughs> yeah. Or like, so. and how often, because your friends know that you're competitive or your friends know that you mm -hmm. are strong. How often, I mean, and I get this a lot where I'll say something like what you just said, like, you know, I'd rather not, or, or like, yeah. um, you know, there, you know, protests or things like that, you mm -hmm. know, I'm like, or concerts sometimes even, mm -hmm. you know, like I, you know, I'd rather not actually be out where, you know, a big group of people are getting drunk or I don't mm -hmm. want to be in that environment. I've had often a lot of girlfriends say, oh my God, Lindsay, you would be fine. Like, don't, you can defend, you can, you're, you're the toughest person I know. You'd be fine. Mm -hmm, but see, mm -hmm. the tricky thing is I don't want to ha have to, to do that. I don't yeah. want to put myself in a place that I would need to think like that mm -hmm. because I'm already thinking like that. Right. You know, it's right. mm -hmm. why make it just it's it's funny because I think some of that is a little naive of, oh, you're tough. You can handle it. Well, you know, I. Where I work and where I, my, the world I live in, there's a referee, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah. There, there's rules. And when you're out in the yeah. real world, yeah, I can defend myself. I know what I'm working with, but I don't necessarily know what the other person's working with. And I don't yeah, want to hit I, stay around to find out. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I had a, I had a friend who he trained in Muay Thai and his his friend got attacked outside of a, a bar one night and he was trying to defend his friend and someone was about to smash a bottle on top of his head. Yeah. That doesn't happen in a boxing ring. No, exactly. <laughs> so. And you don't, you don't have somebody, yeah, exactly. Hold your legs or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, right. and that's why, I mean, and some of the stuff with the Ruby project, it's really incredible because, you know, you're discussing, you want it to be, you know, at least, and, you know, we're coming in for a sliver of a day right. of their retreat, and they've, you know, are discussing and open about their experiences, and and so you're coming in and you're sharing, and there are those moments where it comes up of you're teaching them how to throw an elbow or how to, you know, drive a knee mm -hmm. or throw a right hand, but there is realistically that conversation of, okay, well, what happens when it's five guys mm -hmm. you know and and that's a reality of like you know truthfully we in theory we try to avoid those situations and you know you can all you have is your best but if you cannot put yourself at risk that is still your best you don't have to prove anything yeah you know i I know I went to a women's empowerment retreat this fall and there a big part of it was about self-defense and and that was one of the toughest conversations we did have about self-defense was there are going to be times where you have to make the conscious decision to protect yourself by not by not yeah fighting and and she you know we had a long conversation about what that means yeah. and 
And I think it kind of goes back to the empowerment that you get from learning to fight, also knowing when you don't have to or you shouldn't. Or and, where you quiet and, it, you know, you have to, there's... Right. Yeah. And it's a, it's a total bummer that, like, we're even having this conversation now, but it is the reality. And I think um, it goes back to having the confidence to make that decision for yourself instead of... And that is why women's self-defense is important because having the skills is awesome, but also having the understanding of how to, how to use them and making the choice to use them is a big deal. Absolutely. That's a really big deal. And to know so. your, your, if there's anything that I, you know, if you don't just get the cardio and the physicality and the deltoids and the whatever, you really mm -hmm. get to know yourself, you know, you right. really mm -hmm get inside your psyche. I think if yeah. you're really doing it and you're being raw and, and it's exactly what you said, it's kind of, you get to know yourself on a deeper level and know mm -hmm. what you are capable of and what you can withstand. And there's always going to be that, you know, I know I do this often. There's always this little voice in my head when something is hard that I, I go, Lindsay, you have been through worse. You mm -hmm. have done harder things. This feels like the hardest thing you've ever done, but I know and you know you've done harder things. And I mm -hmm. think that that mm -hmm. is really ties into exactly what you're saying is, you know, is that you're getting acquainted with this, this your soul, your essence, your, mm -hmm. your deepest energy of, you know, playing possum doesn't mean you're weak. That's probably the right. strongest thing you could do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just really interesting. And, and that's why, so with the Ruby project, I feel like it's, it's exactly what we're talking about. They just, they really have, it's a, a fulcrum for youth and women and girls to get together and really support each other. And the retreat is just this kind of safe haven that all these communities and all these different get, girls get to come together and then build these lifelong bonds that they're there mm -hmm. for each other forever, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's a really special organization that I'm super excited to be a part of. I, I'm like so stoked that we're hopefully going to get involved with this and, and support it. Cause it's obviously, I think any woman, this is something that you kind of feel for in yes. your heart and you want to be a part of. So I'm stoked. I'm so excited and I'm so pumped that we had a chance to talk about it and, yeah, if you ever want to, anybody wants to check it out, it's uh, rubyproject.org. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of ways that people can be involved or help or donate or anything like that. So it's a, it's a really beautiful organization. That's, that's awesome. Well, I don't, I, first of all, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Uh, I had a blast talking to you. I, hope, oh my God, this was amazing. I personally think everyone's going to really enjoy this podcast. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think so too. And I kind of feel like, I mean, podcasts or not, I feel like we should keep this uh, dialogue going. Absolutely. Like, I'll text you later, sweetheart. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, is there anything besides the Ruby project that you would like, you know, let's, let's get people following on Instagram so they can follow your journey and support yeah, you. Check me out. I'm uh, I'm Coke chick one. That's me. C O K E C H I C K. And the number one. And, um, I'm Lindsay Coke. So I often have to, tell people that's my 
that my handle is my last name. <laughs> not, <you know? laughs> not the illicit. I got a lot of that natural energy. Yeah. <laughs> so. And where and I, you also do teach Pilates. Where can they find you if they ever want to take a Pilates um, I, class? With you? I teach at a studio called Core Conditioning in Studio City, California, um, and it's coreconditioningpt.com if you want to check it out. Um, and then I'm also just pretty much in the Los Angeles area. If you hit me up on Instagram, if you want to do a workout, if you want to learn any self-defense, if you want to, you know, just get to chat. And I'm all about community. I'm an ambassador for the Lululemon in Studio City. And we often do, you know, we'll do little projects or we will do um, events. So I'll always be posting stuff like that. Um, any questions? I mean, I love it when people reach out to me and are like, Oh my God. Even just the silliest of things of like, okay, what shoes are you using? <laughs> you know, because mm -hmm. you know how it is coming across girl gear can be tough. I mean, society nine has come and made this amazing product that is focused solely on women, but there are so many other parts of the game that can yeah. sometimes be tricky mm -hmm. navigating around, especially in the female world, whether it be, you know, I mean, just simple as like, Hey, I have a weight you know, I'm weighing in on Friday and I just got my period. Yeah. Like, That's you my know, there are a lot, we need a support system sometimes of just yeah. what happens to us mentally during mm -hmm. those times. Absolutely. So I'm definitely a, a girl's girl and I'm all about bringing up the community. I just, I love girls supporting girls, women being behind women. And it doesn't mean that Men can't do the same thing. Support your girl. Yeah. You know, be there for your chick. We need you to tell too, your guys. daughter she can hit hard. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You know, yeah, for sure. It's not to support the segregation. It's to support the unity. Exactly. This was so, awesome, Lindsay. I loved it. This was fantastic. Thank you so much, Megan. You're a rock star. Oh, you are too. I can't wait to you know to talk to you more and just thank you again for taking the time to be with me on the podcast today. Absolutely. If there's anything else I can do, you let me know. For sure, girl. All right. Um, I will talk to you later. Have a great day. Uh, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.